Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We have Dr. John Maduco in the studio, the brand new president of Connecticut State Community College. He's actually moved here. He's moved here from Minnesota, originally hailing from L.A. with an M.D. degree. So we have to find out why yet another health professional isn't doing health. Dr. John Maduco, hello and welcome to the Lisa Wexa Show today. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Lisa. Very so happy nice to be here. So nice to meet you. Absolutely. I've heard great things. So you decided to move to Connecticut. Yes. Why? Uh, well, for starters, um, one, my wife's a Vermonter originally, so grew up in... So wa- is Melissa Sheketoff. Yeah. Well, Melissa Sheketoff grew up in Connecticut, but her heart is in Vermont. Yeah, so Waterbury, Vermont. Okay. Uh, with her siblings and family. So this, you know, Connecticut's her backyard. You bet. Two, this opportunity was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to build a college from the ground up. It is. Yes. You're consolidating a lot of individual fiefdoms. Yes. But they have a common goal. Yeah, absolutely. So how's it been? Um, you know, it's... I tell people there's never a dull moment in Connecticut, you know. But do it, people believe you? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, who? Are or you do tell-? they say, "I'm sorry, you meant New York"? Yeah, they're like, "Who <laughs> are you telling?" Um, you know, it's it's actually been very rewarding. You know, people are passionate. You know, we have 12 great legacy community colleges. Yes, that are across the great state of Connecticut. They mirror their communities. Um, they they magnify the richness and diversity of Connecticut. So I've been really just pleased with the great programs that we have. We have phenomenal faculty, phenomenal staff. We have great campus campus leaders. I'm really honored and privileged to be in this opportunity to help connect those dots, get us to the finish line, and really be that stand bearer for education in Connecticut. So let me ask you, Dr. Maduco, do you want to retain the local flavor of the individual colleges, or are you looking to a little bit homogenize them or make them more uniform? What What's your vision? That's a great question, and every college visit I had, that was the question. We have 12 great colleges, and it's not to erase or to diminish their history or legacies to build upon it. So we're working on a almost like a co-branding, you know, our this new Connecticut State Community College brand but also hold on to the brand, the color, the flavor of a Housatonic, of a Norwalk, of a Gateway, 
of a Naugatuck Valley. Yeah, they have different. Yeah. They had different emphasis. I remember one of them I was reading about was well known for a massage program, for yeah. example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and and there was fear. There was there was fear from our. You know, we have twelve separate foundations. Yeah. Fear from Always. fear from alumni, elected officials. So I had to just reassure them. I can't speak to what was said before my tenure, but now that I'm here and now that I see how strong and deep. The ties are. I, I would be a fool to try to erase the history, nor could I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that said, in what way will the consolidation be better for the users, for the taxpayers, whoever mm-hmm. it was that envisioned that consolidation? What are the positive aspects of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, though we, had, though we have 12 great colleges, the problem was life happens. And let's say you live in Winstead, Connecticut, and work, family, or whatever moves you to Waterbury, Connecticut. Okay. Historically, you would have to transfer, really apply, you know, to the Naugatuck Valley Community College in Waterbury. I see. Right, and go through financial aid and go through those enrollment groups. Oh, it's a separate thing. Yes. Okay. So when we become one college come next summer, it's one statewide institution. You simply just register for the courses on whatever campuses you like. That's really interesting. Yeah, you're not asking for permission anymore because it's 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 almost like you're going to Home Depot. They don't have an item for you, but the Home Depot at the other store has it. You just simply go there. There is no need to. So start does that over. mean you could take courses physically, sit in courses at Noah Community, and physically sit in courses at Housatonic for the same degree? Yes. Are people doing that? Can you see that yet? Is that what people do? They understand that people were doing that, but they were going through all these hurdles. They had oh, to transfer, okay. get their transcripts. And, but now it's simply, I live in one community, I work in another community, and based on my availability, yeah, I can take some or all of my courses at one location or both, split them online, etc. Or the classes at Norwalk are, are filled. I don't want to wait until the following semester to take ah, the course. Okay. Let me go to Housatonic and take that course that I need to maintain my academic progress. Got it. We're chatting with jo- Dr. John Maduco. You know, I was thinking about our conversation today, and I was wondering, does anything about the forgiveness of the Pell Grants and the 20000 above that, does that have an impact upon your current student body or upon anything having to do with admissions in that bill? Yes. So we lost, if you combine the 12 community colleges, we lost over 20,000 students since the beginning of the pandemic. No way. So at the height of the pandemic, 20,000 students stopped going. And we recognized this was due to You mean they didn't just come back? They didn't come back. 20,000? 20,000 students, right? That doesn't, that's not good for Connecticut. But when you start calling and you're asking the reasons why, I'm a displaced worker. There is no child care. Oh, I have COVID. Mm. Everything okay. like everything's on fire right now. I don't even know what to do. Right. So we had a very successful campaign over the summer to really reach out to every single one of those students. And we saw massive returns because, oh, you did. because of the affordability. Because of the PAC program where we have free college tuition. I know. the pack. F- you have to tell us about yes. PAC. We have to yeah. stop and talk about PAC. Not enough people know about it. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. Um, and, and really just letting them know that we partner with community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, state, local organizations to address child care needs. To Do you really? Food, to address food insecurity. Many of our campuses have child care centers. Is that right? We have a UPASS program where you enroll, you can access our public transportation across the state for free. So You're telling me if I enroll in yes. a degree in a community college, I can get around buses and trains in Connecticut for free? Yes. 
I don't think anybody knows this Dr. Madugo. You need to be on the radio. Yes, we do. Yes. I, someone, <laughs> I think you need to be on the so, radio. Someone put a bug in my ear earlier. So oh, yes, my absolutely. goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's almost worth the price of admission. Yeah, absolutely. In some cases, the price of admission is free. Exactly. So yeah. tell us about PACT. Yeah, so PACT, which P-A-C-T stands for the PACT to Advance Connecticut. And we're very appreciative um, that the legislature um, not only uh, approved this measure but funded it. But w- but basically, it is free college tuition, tuition fees for first-time in college students. Have it be your full-time or part-time. You simply have to be a resident of Connecticut. Obviously, you have to apply, apply for financial aid. But our awesome staff of enrollment leaders and financial aid leaders connect the dots. But really, it's I don't know what's more affordable than free. No, there's nothing more affordable than free, but you have to have no income. Like, what what are the income thresholds to be available for PACT? It, it, it's really not about income thresholds. It's really no? about are you no, – no, really. You know, again, if let's say you come from a lower socioeconomic um, background and let's say you're, you're fully eligible for Pell, Pell is going to take care – of either some, a big chunk of the majority of that. But let's say you are in a program that's, you know, has a lot of costs, right? Once Pell is exhausted, Pat comes in to take care of the rest of the, the, the rest of the costs. Even if you have a part-time job, yes. even if you have some other income? Absolutely, yes. What if you're a young person? Do they count your parents' ability as well? No. How many people are using PAC now? So this fall semester alone, over 10,000 students have benefited from PAC. It's unbelievable. It's yes. the best kept secret in Connecticut. Yes. Now we're working on the branding. So when I came, I was like, "What's packed? Oh, it's free." I said, "How about we just call it free?" Yeah, people, people, just... people, 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 people really understand free. Free, <laughs> free ninety nine should be just the slogan. Yeah, and it would click. So we're working right. on okay. the outreach and getting the message out there. <laughs> but the people who have who, the people who have known about it have access. I mean, it's a game. It's a game changer. It's a game changer because college debt is scary. Like many of us. My generation, previous generations, many people are still paying off the college debt. I, I know. I'm. I'm. I was really pleased. You know, my dad is 93, mm-hmm. and uh, we talk all the time. And we were kibitzing the other day about the free or the twenty thousand dollars with the Pell that were forgiven, the student loans. And there are a lot of people who have said to me quietly or not so quietly that they a little bit resent it. You know, that it's not fair. What about the people coming up now? But I was talking to my dad, and we both quietly were really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Because there are, there are so many, there are so many gimmies and tax breaks and whatnot that are given to people that are very, very wealthy, or yeah. institutions, yeah. corporations that are very, very wealthy. Maybe they need it. Maybe they have great lobbyists, whatever. But there aren't that many that really hit people, mm-hmm. young people, yeah. trying to get ahead. And this one did. Yeah. My goddaughter and my niece both. My goddaughter went to college in Arizona. She had no money from her parents. Her father died when she was 10. Her mother struggled. Zero money, okay? And she worked so hard to get through college. It took her four or five years, but she did it. She did it. She had so many loans saddled. She moved to D.C. to pursue her dream career, which was in diversity and equity in human relations. And she works for a company in D.C., and they do diversity training around the country. And she loves it. She earns $62,000 a year. Her student loans, Dr. Maduco, every month ate into her actual ability to eat and to get an apartment in D.C. 
And that load lifted off her disproportionately to her life is enormous. Okay, my niece, similar situation, went back to school to become a nurse because her mother, my sister-in-law, had a massive stroke. Mm. And she gave up this career that she might have had in marketing and said, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse in stroke hospitals. That's Mm. what she's doing now. Had to start over. Tons of loans. Nobody to help her. This is a huge burden that's been lifted from her. Yes. I was so happy about yeah. it. Yeah. I just thought it was amazing policy in real life for people. Yeah, because many of the people who are benefiting to, to, to the point of your family members, you know, they want to give back to their communities. They have a passion in their yes. career. Right? They have a but re- their careers don't pay that much. Yeah, careers don't pay that much. That's my point. And, and, and honestly, I think this generation of students, when, we're, when they're looking at their parents and family members, and they're seeing that horror story, it actually dissuades people for pursuing higher education. Very true. And now that we have shortages in, 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 in all careers, in all industries, we can't afford for less people to see any form of formal training to fill the pipeline, have it be healthcare, IT, workforce, education, you name it. We need as many people to say, you know what? I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. I want to be an IT network security person. I want That's to be right. an electrical lineman, right? So again, if this is going to encourage people, right, to enter any institution of higher education, I think our communities are better for it. So the people of the 20,000 that left, those that are come back, do some of them come back now with a clean slate because of the policy that wiped out some of their debt? Some. If if, if they elected to apply for um, you know, obviously the, the White House's you know, Yeah, they had the deadline. Yeah, yeah they had the deadline to apply. It's done. Yeah. You know. Um, but, but otherwise, they could come back free for PACT, at least to not accumulate more yeah, debt going yeah. forward. And again, we also have 12 phenomenal foundations. They are phenomenal. I've met all of them, where their level of advancement and fundraising is another avenue to make going to any of our campuses extremely affordable. And even beyond tuition and fees, emergency funds to take care of the carburetor that's out that if that if it if if I have money to replace it I can go to college I can go to class and finish or child care needs or health care needs so, all right stay there Dr. Yeah. John Maduka we're chatting with you you are the new president of Connecticut State Community College which is also a mouthful you talk about marketing I can never remember how to say this properly I have to figure out an easy way to say it uh, we'll be right back so we're chatting with Dr. John Maduka the new president of CT State which is really what you should be branding yourself at which is the umbrella of all the 12 community colleges in Connecticut that are now going to be known as CT State? Yes. CT State. So we have UConn in stores and CT State everywhere else. Yes. And that includes Central Connecticut. Does that? No. 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 Just the two-year colleges. Just the two-year. Just the oh, two-year pardon colleges, me. yes. So not the four-year the colleges that are not UConn. Okay. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot of yeah. higher education yeah, in Connecticut. Yeah, they're our cousins. We're a part of the same they're system. They're your cousins. And okay. they're phenomenal. So I, you okay. Know, yeah, absolutely. But you want to be CT State, which are the two-year community college. So Housatonic, Norwalk, um, Gateway, uh, Gateway, Naugatuck and, Valley, and there's a lot of Tunxes, all of them. There's yes. one in Manchester. There's a yeah. million of them. Okay, yes. so there's 12. I want to ask you something. I saw in your own biography that you're an MD. Yeah. You're a doctor. Yes. Okay. We need doctors. No offense, yeah. Dr. Maduka. So I've been told, yes. Uh, yeah. So why did you leave medicine? Yeah. You know, it wasn't due to um, displeasure. I, you know, I loved medicine. Uh, med school was crazy. Um, finished my training in Atlanta. Started working. But um, we started a family. You know, my wife had some health issues. We had our first child on the way, and I did not want to be an absentee father for 
100 hours a week. So I, I literally said out loud, let me take a break. Let's take, let me take a three to six month break. Let's, let's allow the baby to get here, my wife to heal up. But, you know, you talk to most physicians outside of medicine, we don't know anything else. But I knew that I took a lot of science courses mm. over my life. Okay. So, all right, let me teach local at a local, you know, community college and, and, and university. And what did you teach? Biology? Biology, sure. anatomy, right. microbiology. Okay. And it clicked. But then from there, it kind of snowballed where one, uh, one semester, the dean looked at me and volunteered me to become a department chair. And he did that because I was the only person in the room, you know, and I was like, okay. this, this is going to be fun. And then the intricacy and the complexity of moving beyond a classroom environment to a department environment. Yeah, totally different. You're an admin yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. But again, I, there are parallels to medicine. You know, um, I had great attending physicians during med school and, and one uh, surgeon, Dr. Um, Stephen Cohen, told me one day, he says, Meduco, the difference between a good physician and a great physician, a good physician treats the ailments. A great physician treats the entire body. So for me, I apply that to higher education where beyond the classroom, beyond the department, it's the entire institution. Uh, if it's healthy, it trickles down to everyone else. I so believe in that. I, I cannot tell you how much I believe in that because what I really believe is that um, no institution flourishes or thrives without great leadership. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? Yeah. That means transmitting expectations, culture, whatever your values are, and they really do have an impact. Yeah. They really do. And you see that when schools lose a principal. It's like when orchestras lose a conductor. Yes. It, you know, no matter how great the individual teacher is or band player is, they can't be their best self without great leadership. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you left medicine. Was your wife in healthcare? No. Was that her? She was area? a civilian. She was a computer a science civilian. major. Uh, she basically database management and things that were very confusing to me. Um, but she took, you know, she took a break as well to help, you know, start our family. And how many kids do you have? Three. You have three. Twelve, ten, and four. So we don't sleep. Oh, out. boys, girls. What have uh, you got? Oldest is a boy, middle is a girl, and then the youngest, Luca. He's a he's a boy, obviously. So yeah. yeah. Boy, girl, boy. Yep. That's beautiful. Yeah. Never, and, never a dull moment at home. And yeah. in Connecticut, of all the 169 towns and cities, where'd you settle? Bethany, Connecticut. Which I know nothing about, except that there are a lot of trees there. A lot of trees. Beautiful trees. Trees, deers, bobcats. Yeah. Oh, yes. We haven't seen bears yet. But you but will. There's critters, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's critters. There's critters, Did you sure. come from that in Minnesota? Um, Kind of. You know, one thing about Minnesota, I worked on the border. So we, I, I actually worked in Minnesota, but I lived in Fargo, of all places. North Dakota? North Dakota. Minus oh. 40 in the winter. I can't even. So I this, can't even. So this weather here is very balmy to me. Of course, to it's balmy to us, yes. too, by the way. <laughs> this is not typical Connecticut yes. weather. Yes, but even 20 degrees is balmy to me, based on where we came from. you got from. good blood, Doctor. Yeah, you yeah. Good yeah. Blood. But, but, but again, it was kind of similar, you know, but again, New Haven is eight miles away. So that's our backyard too. So again, we have a eight good, miles. Yeah. Is all it is from Bethany to yeah. New Haven. Eight to ten miles. Yeah. So it's a good. What does mix. that take you? About an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> On some days it does. I'm still learning. I'm still learning the back roads. Yeah. You gotta learn the back roads. Yeah. The, the navigation fails wow. me all the time. Yeah. So are your kids in school in yeah. Bethany? Yes, they are. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable? Uh, is your community embraced you? Is it a good place to be? Yeah, it, it is. It's safe. You know, my wife and I, my wife Amanda and I, we're proud autism parents. So our two oh. oldest are on the autism spectrum. Both and of them? Both of them, yeah. And the uh, the education and the services that are being provided are outstanding. So we're really blessed. Oh, that's marvelous. We're really blessed to be in that community and, and really kudos 
the entire administration district for what they provide to all Did students. you do research before deciding to go to Bethany Ab- for ab- that? Absolutely. That we're special yeah. ed, they had a commitment absolutely. to good special ed? Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. we're big advocates for that in terms of just yeah. the, the impact of uh, early childhood education. Oh, our, it's huge. Our oldest had no vocabulary at age three, had maybe a five-word vocabulary. We were in Florida at the time. We found an autism charter school. Okay. He enrolled within four months. He went from five words to 5,000 words. So, really made such a difference. Right. So, so we, we firsthand have seen the impact, the impact of not only education, but especially early childhood education. So definitely a shout out to not only our early childhood programs across our community colleges, but also to all the early childhood professionals across the state. I think during the pandemic, we saw their impact. We saw their impact and importance for sure. So, Doctor, we're chatting with Dr. John Maduco, who is the new president of Connecticut State, which is the umbrella of all the Connecticut State Community Colleges. With that experience that you had, are you going to be training people to teach that method that they taught in the charter school here in Connecticut to transmit that? Because that's pretty outstanding results for early childhood education. Yeah. Um, I won't be personally teaching that, but again— No, but, I don't mean yeah. that. I mean, will you see that it's taught, though? Will you be looking—like, what kind of an impact on curriculum do you have? Yeah. Um, my impact is, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of shared governance. So our faculty own the curriculum. They drive the curriculum. Okay. And that's the way it should be. But with that said, when we're hearing and learning of detriments and, and needs and shortages in our communities— through a shared governance process, through engagement with external partners, elected officials, alumni, and so on, when we're seeing that there's needs and shortages, you know, we get that feedback. Most of our programs have advisory boards with these professionals who lend their expertise, lend the new strategies, lend the new trends to help update and invigorate our programming. So, you know, our programs that we have in terms of our child child care centers with their professors and faculty, they are adding those elements in the curriculum. So, Andrew, do we have a caller? Does Ralph want to get on or is he just schmoozing with you? I can't really tell on the board here. Ralph, do you want to come on and say hi? We're chatting with Dr. John Maduco, Ralph from Bridgeport. Hey, Ralph, you're on. Say hi. Oh, hi. I just literally tuned in about um, five minutes ago, and Andrew, your wonderful producer, clued me in, because I heard you say to the gentleman that he had left medicine. Yes. And he left medicine, Andrew told me, to head the community college. Yes, he's the president. He's the brand-new president, Dr. John Maduco. But his doctor, no offense to everyone, is a real doctor, okay? No offense to everybody who has a Ph.D. who calls himself a doctor. This one happens to be an M.D., like a real doctor. That's what I mean. Yeah. He left, when you said he left medicine. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to make a point really quick, um, because, as you know, Connecticut's um, community colleges were rated number one in the country. Yes. Pretty fabulous. Yes. Well, here, here's a point I want to make, because these institutions, these um, universities have, have gotten so overpriced. And I just want to make uh, uh, a point right now. I have a dear friend, a neighbor in my condo. She worked in human resources for a very well-known university in Fairfield County. I don't want to say the you name. you got to go quick, Ralph. We've only got 30 seconds. Quick. Oh, okay. 60% three years ago, their, their tuition was $43,000 a year if you didn't live there. And 60% of their uh, teachers, professors, are adjuncts, meaning part-time. They make $8,000 a year because they make $4,000 a class. And your point is, Ralph, the what's point your point? The point is, they're, 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 she said that they're ridiculous. They're, 
It's a travesty how overpriced they are. All Thank right, you, bye. Ralph. Thank you for the call. Well, one of the things we're going to end with is that Connecticut State, right, yes. uh, Dr. Uh, Mukajuko, it's CT State or Connecticut State? What are we calling it? CT, CT State, State CT is State. free. Yes. That's what we want to say. Yes. CT for, State is free. For first time. For first time. In college. Full-time and part-time students who are residents of Connecticut. Free. Yes. Dr. Mujuko, you'll come back on the show. Always. We'll be back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.